Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, what up? Welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. Um, I think this is the third podcast in the football NFL season where I've had to come on and do a show while hurt or sick. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already saw, but I do have a mild concussion. Still dealing with that currently. Happened on Saturday, recording on Thursday. Um, it's not fun. I really it's opening up a little bit of new perspective for how NFL players deal with it. I don't know how they come back within a week or anything less than that. That's fucking insane because I had what was described to me as a mild concussion and I'm still definitely feeling symptoms all the way Thursday now from Saturday when it happened. So imagine going from like Sunday to Sunday. I don't know how those players fucking deal with it, but uh, they apparently do. So good for them. Uh, basically, this is how this is just me saying, yeah, I've dealt with strep. I've dealt with COVID and now I'm dealing with a concussion. It hasn't been a fun start to the NFL season. My Jaguars are 0-5. My fantasy teams dealt with the injuries to CEH and Saquon last week. Most of them, I had those two running backs, took them back-to-back in the first. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's not going great. <laughs> but uh, I am, for all you who are interested, I am uh, 50, 53 and... Ooh, I gotta look it up real quick, I, I still, you know, with with all these injuries, all this other stuff, I still start off the season pretty well. I'm 53 and 27 with the money line, my predictions, and against the spread, I'm now 42, 37 and one. We had that, you know, tie or whatever push from uh, Cincinnati and Green Bay in overtime, which was a fun game to watch last week. Um, really fun game actually. But yeah, uh, I'm still doing well with this this stuff. At least my picks are going well. So like I've got good fantasy advice. If you listen to the offseason, you know, one of my major busts was Brandon Ayuk. One of the guys that I really like from the draft. Two guys I really like from the draft are getting involved now a little bit later than most people would have liked for most rookies that they want to roster, but Khalil Herbert's finally getting the chance, and Kadarius Tony. I mean, we've seen him explode. Uh, he is that good, fun fact, and we'll talk about that more when we get to the Giants and the Bears game, but yeah, uh, this is... Uh, there, there's some, you know, at least some good stuff coming out of it. Uh, Justin Herbert has blown me the fuck out of the water. He has improved on pretty much everything that I criticized him on last week, last year. He's less inaccurate. He's making good decisions. He's using his legs appropriately. He's still got that sweet deep ball. Now, last week, he did benefit a lot from broken plays and pretty much not doing anything, and everyone heaped some praise on him, which I thought was really dumb. If you watch the last three touchdowns, besides the first throwing touchdown and then the run touchdown, which are both fine, both both nice, um, he threw two Hail Marys to wide open Mike Williams. Um, the first throw was, was a pretty good throw. It was fine, but Mike Williams definitely beat his guy. It was pretty easy just throw the ball deep have an arm, that's all you have to do, and the last one was just a screen to Eckler that he scored, like, like, come on, are we really gonna give that guy praise for five touchdowns when he basically only did two of them? Like, come on, for real, be real. But, you know, with that being said, he really didn't make any bad throws, he didn't make any inaccurate throws, you know, he was one of the top guys in inaccurate throws last year, and he's not that this year, and I like him so much better because of it. Um, we'll have to see as the entire year goes on, you know, it's only been five games, um, but we're getting close to the mid mid part of the season. Uh, I do expect him to blow up at some point, like he did versus the Patriots, his rookie year, I think there will be something like that in the near future. Will it be against, uh, it wasn't against the Browns, which is impressive, but again, he didn't really do much in that game, to be honest, uh, to, to earn all of those accolades, rather. He, he did have a fine game, like I said, again, you know, he was throwing accurately, he had a really nice throw on the run, um, where he was, you know, able to see a guy and make a throw, which is something that um, a lot of quarterbacks wouldn't have done on that specific play. I want to say it was like third and five with like, uh, with some time to go, but, you know, if he didn't, he's played some really tough defenses in, like, Dallas. Football team, I don't think is a tough defense, at least they haven't been so far, they could be later on, because their team is just, I think that their, the personnel there is just so good, I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's facing tough defenses, the Browns are considered one, uh, for sure. Uh, Dallas, you know, he was, what, one for two? One touchdown, two interceptions in that game, so not great, but, uh, I mean, he started off with two touchdowns and three interceptions, and now he's got, like, what, ten touchdowns, three interceptions, so good turnaround. He was he was better than Mahomes in that uh, game versus Kansas City, for sure. Um, this week for Baltimore will be a test, and we'll get to that later, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just reflecting a little bit on some of the stuff that I had predicted or thought about early in the year. Um, I still think the Bills are, are very fallible, and we'll talk about them the Monday night game uh, when we get to it, but... Yeah, um, let's just, let's just fucking dive into it, and, uh, hope my concussion meme doesn't fucking kill me. But anyway, 
Uh, first game we got up is the Thursday game, which is coming out, you know, probably, the game probably start in hour 30 after I release this podcast, so, uh, that should be fun. Um, I've got Tampa Bay winning this, and I'm thinking about taking Philly plus six and a half, honestly. It's minus 104, which, you know, is okay. Um, I definitely like Tampa Bay straight up. The Eagles just aren't a bad team. I mean, they won last week. They beat Carolina, who is obviously, you know, more of a pretender than people thought when they started off 3-0, which I get because I don't think Sam Darnold is very good. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this, Jalen Hurts is not a bad quarterback. Uh, the Buccaneers are missing Levante David, Antoine Winfield again, and their center, or one of their good linemen, I, forget, I think it's Jeffers. Uh, the Eagles are missing, it looks like, uh, Goddard, which sucks, but Ertz is still a very, very talented tight end. He should be a top eight. You should start him anywhere you can, and pick him up anywhere you can. He's a great starting tight end, and there aren't a lot of those, or there really are pretty much zero of those, uh, besides, like, there's maybe five, or maybe six, depending on who you ask, but, yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think. The Buccaneers do have a limited secondary, for sure. The Eagles, yeah, I mean, Quez Watkins seems to, like, overtake, um, uh, their first round pick from a year ago, uh, I'm totally blanking on his name, uh, I'm blaming this on the concussion, but I will look it up, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, we love, I was gonna say Devonta Adams, but we love, uh, at least here, and in fact, me, I do love, um, the wide receiver they drafted, now, if, fuck it, this year, rather, not, not last year, Jalen Rager is the guy that I don't like, and then this year, I like Devonta Smith, that is, takes me a little bit, takes me a little bit of time to get, you know, back into that stuff, but here I am talking about it. This is what it is. Um, yeah, Jalen Rager seems to be behind Quez Watkins. What was that? Uh, Quez Watkins on the uh, depth chart, and uh, Devontae Smith is good. I will probably sit a decent amount of my Eagles um, if I can. Like, I'm probably sitting Devontae if I have to start someone like him. I just, it's a short week. Don't know what Hurts is going to do in the air, even though I think that this game could be closer. And I think, in fact, I'll take Philly plus six and a half, even though I'll take Tampa Bay against the spread. Even though Tampa Bay is killed against the spread the whole time. I mean, Brady just pounds it. He just he just keeps going. He doesn't let up. And Lenny had a good game. With that being said, you know it was against Miami, who often struggles, and that was a struggle of a game for sure. It was close in the first half, but uh, after that, it kind of broke the fuck open. Tampa won by the. I did take Miami plus plus ten and a half last time, and that that failed. So me doing the Eagles this time is. Definitely scary, um, but I'm going to be on it. Uh, I think the Eagles have a pretty decent defense. I think, you know, if the defense is there, you know, Sly has as good of a game as he had last week, which is probably impossible because he had, like, two picks, and he was really, really good. Um, the front fours are really good. You know, Tampa missing one of their linemen, missing two key parts of, I think, their defense, honestly. Even though Whitehead and Edwards have been good filling in for, uh, for excuse me, um, the best safety in the draft class from last year, Anton Woodfield Jr. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Tampa in this one. Um, you're starting all your wide receivers, or you're starting your not-Rojos, or Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni got so lucky last week. Lenny is still a good pass catcher. They use him a decent amount in the pass game. I, I wouldn't start Gino if, uh, if... I would definitely not him. Uh, Giovanni. I wouldn't start him anywhere. Uh, it's it's not close for me, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I'm I'm taking Lenny, uh, for sure to start. You know, these three wide receivers on Tampa Bay, it's going to be like every single week. I mean, last week we saw what, uh, it was Godwin or no, it was Brown and and Evans being good, and the week before it was Godwin and I think Evans as, as well. So it's going to be two of these three wide receivers being good, and one of them is going to get left on the sideline. That's just how it happens. Um, no Gronk either. I'm pretty sure. Um, and OJ Howard has done shit with that. Braid has done shit with that. I think it's just a Gronk situation. I mean, I believed in OJ Howard for a lot longer than I should have. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably surprised that you're hearing this name at all right now. I just, I wouldn't, I liked him last year over Gronk, but he got hurt and Gronk didn't. And now Gronk's hurt and OJ isn't, and he's still kind of bad. And it's just, it's just not great. Um, but start, you know, your normal guys with confidence. Uh, Hurts is probably a top 10. He is a top 10 quarterback for me this, this week. I mean, just run more RPOs. Oh, I guess the last thing I'm going to say is I'll start both Kenny Gainwell and, and Miles Sanders. I think Miles Sanders is a way better running back than Gainwell is in this this point in their uh, career. And uh, as long as he gets involved in the passing game, which I think he will against Tampa Bay with no Levante David being there, uh, I I expect him to, to play well. Sanders is ranked 26 for me. I'm starting him, not sitting him anywhere, unless I have, like, I probably... Um, it's close between him and Khalil Herbert now, but um, I... Probably just go with Sanders. I'm still starting my studs, even though it's week six. We're getting to the point where you can start setting those guys, but I'm still starting Sanders. I think he's good. As long as he gets involved, he doesn't look bad. He just doesn't see all the opportunities. 
Um, and I know the Bucks have a good pa uh, rush D or um, uh, yeah, rushing defense, but I still believe in him for sure. I think they'll throw the ball to him as well. Anyway, let's move on to Miami and Jacksonville. This game is only a three-point uh, spread. It's in London, so I'm giving the Jacks that plus three for sure. So I'll take the Jags straight up, and I'll take them plus three. Lawrence has come a long way, I think, from week one. Feels like he's taking this freshman or you know rookie year to kind of experiment a little bit and make some throws maybe he wouldn't normally do or just you know getting adjusted to the NFL where he needs to see how those throws work compared to college um so I think I still I mean obviously I still really believe in Lawrence it'd be stupid to not believe in him honestly but yeah I mean I'm, I'm gonna take the Jags here they have an advantage going to London they always go to London there's a lot of veterans who've been to London on this team uh, not to say Miami hasn't, but Jacksonville does play well in Miami, uh, in London. And uh, if Tua goes, I'll probably reverse this decision because Tua is that much better than Jacoby Brissett. In fact, Tua is a very good quarterback uh, as long as he doesn't get hurt. And he's been hurt, which is definitely a, a big issue, you know, going forward for his career longevity. But I still like Tua a lot. No Fuller, that sucks. Um, you know, Parker isn't good. Jakeem Grant. Oh my God, Jakeem Grant got traded. Um, there's another wide receiver who I dis- I dislike everyone on this team besides Waddle. And, you know, they do have- uh, the Jags do have one good cornerback as one of their only good players on defense in Shaquille Griffin, but and if they run Waddle like he should be down the field, Griffin will have a tough time, because I don't like the safeties for Jacksonville at all. Miami sells a good defense, um, but you're starting usual suspects. Uh, in a deeper league, you know, when you start more than three wide receivers and more two, uh, running backs, I think it's fine starting Lavishka. I think it's just an issue of opportunity, really, for fantasy. For fantasy, even though I don't think he's as good as everyone was creaming over in the off season, uh, I I do think that the fact that Chark has left will uh, let uh, will have will lead to a lot of opportunities for Lavishka. And I wrote early in her Twitter thread. You know, you can find me on Twitter at Bacon Games Jesse. Uh, yeah, on Twitter out there, I wrote like a quick thing on Twitter just about how I feel about Lavishka, and I'm just gonna kind of read it um, again <laughs> because. I think, uh, I think it's kind of important, and it gets my thoughts out on Vishka. Um, so, basically, I wasn't a big fan of him coming out of 2020. Uh, the draft class, he was like, he was in my top 10, but definitely on the lower edge. Um, he had a pretty up-and-down rookie year, uh, and, you know, the real issue, like I said, is the opportunity. Um, because I don't think Schultz that good of a rep runner. He isn't really open too much on his own. And if you don't scheme him opportunity, he's not going to show you what he can do with the ball in his hand. But I think there's also another issue, and that's with Lawrence. You know, Lawrence is a rookie guy. Like I said, he's probably, you know, trying to feel certain things out. Not really sure how fast the game is, not sure how, he, how well he plays compared to, you know, the NFL players. But um, I think an issue is with Schultz is that, you know, when he... He is open when he doesn't look open, and what, what I mean by that is he's a really good possession receiver, he's a really good, uh, you know, after-the-catch receiver, he's a really good contested catch receiver, and sometimes, you know, with the, I don't think he's that good of route running, sometimes when he's, you know, over there, you think he's probably going to open compared to, like, NFL standards, but he actually is because he's got really good contested catch ability, and he's got really, really good surefire hands. So I think there's, like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things going on, um, and I, for one, think the talent is fine, the opportunity is okay, but it's, it's just, it's, I get it's tough trusting him, but I, I, I would start him in, like, in, in a deeper-ish league, like, a, a medium, not, like, a super deep league, in a super deep league, you're obviously starting him still, but in a deep enough league, like, where you have, like, two flexes and, like, two running backs and two wide receivers, I'd, I'd definitely be starting him there. Uh, if you want to take the chance, there is a lot of upside. You know, he had that one catch, one target last year, and he looked really, or last week, and he looked really good, and everyone was jerking themselves all over that, but whatever, I'm, I'm not, uh, he, he was only one target, you know, it was like 50 yards, and he bounced off a billion defenders. I mean, the, the coaching staff, or, or Lawrence has to work him in, and right now, maybe with, you know, Chark being left, and Marvin Jones, I don't think he's that good of a receiver either, he's fine, you know, he's, he's an above average receiver, probably, but I don't think he's good. Um, they'll have to work with Lavishka a decent amount. Um, should definitely run him more. Uh, Carlos Hyde's been okay, but definitely run him more. Um, yeah, I've got, you know, I got the Jags straight up and I got the Jags plus three. That's the way I'm doing it. Over under 47. We'll see all that stuff as it get closer to game time with Tua. You know, check my Twitter for the updates, but there it is. All right. The next one we got are the Texans and the Colts. Colts are a bad team. Uh, and the, it's in Indy and the Texans are plus 10. I'm taking the Texans plus 10 and I'm taking the Texans straight up in this one. It's a division game. They both have a win. Uh, Davis Mills looked really, really good against a way better defense than the Colts had, and I know there were a lot of, you know, plays that probably should have came back, and that probably weren't, you know, him making the best throws he could, but it was still Bill Belichick led defense, still a very good defense, better than the Indianapolis Colts, um, I just don't think the Colts are that good. I think the Texans are a little underrated. This is a division game, this is a prime upset game, and, uh, uh you know, I'm all on the Texans in this one, um, 
can't start any of the running backs, can only start Cook, who will dominate any of the cornerbacks I try and throw at him, because Indianapolis secondary is shit. Um, I like Wentz a lot in this game, you know, I like Taylor a lot, I don't know why they don't throw the ball to him, the best game he had, uh, his, his, definitely this year, maybe his entire career was, uh, last two, two, was two weeks ago, when they threw the ball like eight times, why are you throwing the ball? I mean, if you're gonna not throw the ball to Naheem Hines, at least throw the ball to Taylor, uh, and, and Pittman too. T-Light's coming back, there is a lot going on there, look, I don't think the Colts have a bad offense, in fact, I think they have an above average offense, but the defense isn't that good. And the Texans are probably below average in both offense and defense, but this is a game where they definitely can can pick up a win. Um, and I think they just might. I think the Colts aren't that good of a team. That's just kind of where I'm at for this one. And I mean, you know, they lost a heartbreaker to uh, to Baltimore, and they've lost some close games, but yeah, I still think it's the Texans. Uh, the Texans have lost some close games too. I mean, damn. I mean, they barely lost they versus, uh, versus uh, New England last week. Um, you know, Tyra won't be back. But Davis Mills may, maybe turned a corner, maybe hasn't. I mean, people liked him in the draft. I didn't really like him that much, but, you know, people liked a decent amount of what they saw. Maybe maybe I'm seeing it incorrectly. All right, the next one, we got the Packers and the Bears. Oh, man. I'm actually going to be at this game, fun fact. You know, I'll probably tweet out some stuff. I'll throw out some pictures, throw up some fun shit, uh, you know, on the Twitter because I'm a fun guy. You know, I'm, I'm a, uh, I was going to say plant, but fun guy are, uh, I think, their own separate distinct category from, and maybe their subspe- I don't, I don't know how- taxa and fauna works or any of that shit but whatever i'm gonna be at this game um with my dad and my brother um and it's gonna be really fun um and i am doing a little bit of a homer not exactly super rationale pick but it's in chicago i think the bears have a really really good defense definitely a top five defense i've said this multiple times the packers are a good team aaron Rodgers does seem to own the chicago bears but there is no Jair Alexander on that defense, and it was super exposed without him last week on film. Um, if Justin Fields is as good as everyone thinks he is, which I'm definitely not on board with, I think Fields, he was my third, third-ranked quarterback in this draft class, so, you know, I didn't hate him or anything like that, but um, I don't think he's, like, a superstar automatically. I love how athletic he looks in the pocket. He looks like the most athletic quarterback, uh, even more athletic than Trey Lance coming out of the coming out of the draft, which is definitely saying something. Um, I... What was I saying? Um, yeah, I like the defense for Chicago. I like fields against a bad defense without Jair Alexander. Um, the real thing is we're going to see who wins this game up in the trenches. And I say that, and then I'm like, oh, Aaron Rodgers can do anything he wants. And that's true. Aaron Rodgers can do anything he wants. But seeing Jalen Johnson versus, uh, versus Devontae Adams is a goddamn treat. And I don't know if Adams is going to win that one most of the time, honestly. I think Jalen with a combination of maybe Bush uh, or Roquan over the middle or uh, possibly, ja I want to say Eddie Jackson. Yeah, Eddie Jackson. Uh, still there. I, I think they might be able to shut him down effectively, and if you're able to do that, and then also, like I said with Roquan, I like their linebackers. I think Robert Quinn's been really, really good this year. He's also fast. Um, he can play, like, outside linebacker, like, you know, I think he is doing for this team pretty well. Um, hopefully getting Akeem Hicks back, which I'm going to double-check on, because that would be helpful the most against, um, AJ Dillon. Now, is he still hurt, Akeem Hicks? Alright, let's read this Bears update from yesterday. Who DNP'd from the Bears? Oh my god, why is this the worst thing in the entire world? Yeah, okay, Akeem didn't practice, which is not great, but yesterday was an off day, so I don't really know. We'll have to see. I hope Akeem Hicks can play. You know, Allen Robinson, I think, will definitely play. And this, if, if he's going to go off in a game and, you know, start getting, you know, good to where he was, you know, we all expected him to be coming into this year, Um, I... I think this will be the game where the Packers don't have much of a secondary. So uh, with this all being said, I'm taking the Bears straight up. It's a little bit of a weird home pick where I don't have all the rationale because I would think I would take Aaron Rodgers just because I think this is a battle of the trenches between the between both offensive lines where both defensive lines. The Bears have a really, really good defensive line. The Packers have probably a middle-of-the-road offensive line. The Bears have a shit offensive line, and the Packers probably have a middle-of-the-road defensive line. So it's definitely going to see who... It's going to be important who wins there a good amount. And with both these quarterbacks being, you know... Able to move, uh, obviously, Fields more than Rodgers, but Rodgers definitely has a better arm on the run. It's really a toss-up. A five-and-a-half-point spread is too much. I mean, even if you don't take Chicago straight up, which I understand is a little bit of a stretch, taking the plus five-and-a-half is a no-brainer in Chicago for me. That's a no-brainer. Slam that all day. All right, moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Washington football team. The point spread is six-and-a-half, and this is a Kansas City bounce-back game because football team isn't as good as the Chiefs. It's pretty simple. We take minus six-and-a-half. We take them straight up. We're throwing Kansas City on a parlay for sure. Um, football team hasn't been able to figure out the defense, even though they have great personnel. Um, look, Mahomes hasn't been that good this year. It's He's been above average to maybe close to being good, but he's not been a top-ten quarterback this year. Uh, not even close, actually. He's probably around, like, 
13 or 12 for me, uh, for looking at just play this year, like strictly just play this year. Uh, but you know, as I've said multiple times in the past, Mahomes is not good in the early months. He starts to hit a stride actually around now and in, in, into November. So, um, I expect the Chiefs to like, uh, to win like six or five games in a row and then be back in first place by the time we get to December, honestly. So, uh, that's just the way I see it. Uh, Mahomes won't stay this bad for long. Not even bad. He won't stay this not good for that long. I think they got a little unlucky in the Bills game, too, although the Bills definitely beat them. The defense was really on point for the Bills. Very, very impressive for them. Top five defense definitely from Chicago, uh, from Buffalo. Uh, but yeah, this just this feels like an explosive game that's going to happen. Uh, I It sucks about CEH being injured, but they weren't even using him correctly. I think they threw more to his, his backups than they ever threw to CEH in a game. It's fucking insane. He was a great receiver in college. Why are you not using him correctly, Andy Reid? You've had LeSean McCoy on your team. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like, kill me. Um, yeah, I still think, don't know how to feel about the Chiefs defense, but against Heineke, all they gotta do is double McLaurin, and Heineke, as it showed last week, might just go away from him, and that's a mistake always, so, yeah, um, we'll take the Chiefs, and we'll take the football team, uh, I'm sorry, we'll take the Chiefs both ways, no football team, no thanks this week, uh, I regret picking them for a division winner, because they, for whatever reason, switched up their defense, even though they got better, and they improved the personnel, but they must have done something in their stupid fucking defense to make it bad, because, Literally nothing has changed. Also, Kansas City has a good offensive line. They showed it last week. Uh, finally coming together a little bit better. And uh, a football team have one of the top two defensive, top three defensive lines in the NFL. It's probably between them. Oh, God, I feel like it may be like the 49ers. Eh, probably the 49ers, but like between them, the Bears, uh, the Buccaneers, maybe the Eagles even. Ah, it's close. The Rams, just because... Uh, I don't know. It, it's definitely close. Whatever. It, it, it's up there. Um, obviously, I think the football team is number one, though, for me. But it's it's it could be number two, maybe behind behind. God, the way uh, Philly's been playing this year, maybe even behind them. Anyway, um, yeah, doesn't really need to talk about that one that much more. Um, because six seems to be going on and off, like where he's good against. Uh, he's good one week, bad the next week. Um, you get the same thing out of McKissick every week if they're uh, in the two minute warning type thing at the beginning and end of the game, and they're kind of in it. They'll use McKissick, and they'll use him a lot. I expect him to be throwing a lot versus the Chiefs, but they did use Antonio Gibson uh, in the passing game a decent amount, so I don't know. I wouldn't start Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, I'm not even sure he's the tight end to own there, but he is the guy I have ranked highest, so if you have to start someone, I mean, he's not the worst in the game. I expect to be kind of high-scoring and them to throw the ball a lot. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and the over-under for that is 55. I want to take the over there, even. I know that's pretty high, but I still want to take the over there. I don't think the football team's going to score nothing, and, I mean, both these teams can have easy defensive turnovers. You know, they're good like that. Um, I, I really think maybe the, the biggest issue, which is odd, because Cameron Curl played so well last year, um, I think it's probably the safeties, and a lot of these teams to be struggling with the safeties, because I love their other personnel. You know, I, I think it's probably time this, um, this deal for box safety McGee that they got from the Giants, Landon Collins, needs to go away and need to draft an actual safety who can play center field. Uh, I think that probably is hurting them a decent amount. And it's not the only thing that's hurting Washington, but it's definitely one of the bigger things, I think. All right, we're moving on to... The Vikings and the Panthers. Um, this is a two-point spread. Uh, it's in Carolina, so the Panthers are favored, but Minnesota is the better NFC team. Uh... I'll take Kirk a thousand times over Sam Darnold. It doesn't look like McCaffrey's going to play, which is huge for Darnold because he's he's so much worse without him. I mean, you, you've seen the team. I mean, you can just look at the record, right? They were 3-0 with him and then 0-2 without him, I want to say. Or maybe they were 2-0 with him and then 1-2 without him. Uh, I, th I think that's accurate. Uh, look, I mean, people definitely shit, or at least uh, thought poorly of me putting Saquon as my number one running back for this year coming in because of the injury uh, concerns that he's had. But if you share that, uh, sentiment, uh, and you think that's dumb for me to do, then you have to say the same thing about Christian McCaffrey. He's been hurt every year. He's a small running back who gets hit a lot. Um, th this guy has an injury problem, and therefore, I'm not really, I don't really want to roster him in Dynasty, just uh, unless I want to roster, roster Saquon. Like, you can't, you can't have these criticisms for Saquon and not have them for McCaffrey, and I don't normally have these criticisms for, for Saquon, so I'm not going to apply that stuff to McCaffrey, but I think they're both injury prone, and I think that's fair to say. I love both their talents. I mean, I love the system that that uh, Christian McCaffrey's in. It forces every coach to use him because he's so good in that way. Um, but they're both injury-prone guys, and I'm not a fan. They're, they are injury-prone. It is. And then Saquon's was way, way more not, like, football-related. He just ran into a guy early in the first quarter who he just wasn't looking like he was just running his route, and he ran into his own player. That was so disappointing. But um, McCaffrey just, he's a small guy who gets hurt a lot. Like, that that is going to be his thing. Sorry, 
I, I just don't think that makes him a top running back anymore. It's just the same way where I probably can't have Saquon being a top running back anymore. Because um, they are both injury prone, it seems like. Uh, even if they're random injuries, you know? Because Saquon's was definitely super random. But whatever, you know, I'm, I'm uh, anyway, get, getting back to this stuff. Uh, I still like the Panthers' defense. I still love Matt Rule. I just think this is year two of the Rule turnaround. So they'll probably get to nine wins, uh, like one of my bull predictions suggested. Uh, probably get around there. They probably won't make the playoffs. They'll lose this game, go to three and three. And they'll need to find a new quarterback next year. Then I think they could be really good because Darnold, he started off hot and he looked bad in the second quarters or the second halves. And then without McCaffrey, without that safety blanket, he's looked even worse. Uh, Minnesota has a pretty good team. The secondary sucks. So more Marshall consider firing up those guys. If, if, um, Robbie Anderson doesn't go to go off, uh, then I don't know what to tell you, but this might be a Sam Darnold issue. Uh, cause Robbie was bad with him. Uh, in on the Jets, and uh, I think it's a similar situation must be happening here. So, yeah, there it is. Whatever. Um, we've got next the Chargers and the Ravens. Um, the Chargers are plus one twenty eight straight up, which I feel like is a trap because I'm on Baltimore uh, minus three, and I'm on Baltimore straight up. Yeah, I think I'm doing both of those. Honestly, uh, I like them a lot. I think they're both uh, good teams. I think they're both probably playoff caliber teams. If the Chargers come out of this four and one or they have come out of this 4-1 so far against the hardest part of their schedule, that is very impressive. Uh, they're probably a playoff-bound team if everything continues to go right. Um, I can see this being a down game for Herbert. Um, I don't really like Mike Williams versus these cornerbacks as much. Uh, I like I like Humphreys on Keenan Allen, and I like Averett plus the safeties, Clarker, Elliott, uh, you know, helping out with Williams deep. I think they match up pretty well against them. Uh, I think Latavius is a pretty decent running back. If they had a guy like J.K. Dobbins, uh, this would have been an easy, easy one for the Ravens for me to put up there. But the real factor is Lamar is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, and I think the defenses are a little bit on par. The Chargers' defense might be better, but man, I mean, I've said it on Twitter, I'll say it again. Clayus Campbell's having a hell of a season. He should definitely be in consideration for the Defensive Player of the Year, even though he definitely isn't because the stats haven't been there. But he, penetration everywhere, leading the charge on this, you know, not no-names, defense for the Raiders, or at least pass rushers, not like, you know, Tice Bowser and, and those guys aren't, you know, household names, but they're still fine, uh, but Clayus Campbell's really leading the way, he's been, he's been great, um, I think I like defense better, I like the quarterback better, probably like the Chargers offensive line better, but, and I like the weapons better, but Hollywood Brown is not bad if Lamar's able to hit him, the real issue with, with Hollywood, he's a good player, he's a really good player, I can't imagine what he'd be like with a quarterback who doesn't run as much, and is probably a better deep ball thrower than Lamar, because uh, I don't think Lamar's deep ball is that good, even though I think he's a pretty good quarterback out, outside of the running back, outside of the running potential. But with the running potential, um, he has he's he's a monster and he can't be stopped. Uh, the Ravens win this one. I'll take the minus three. I do like that. Uh, I think this this game is a fifty-two and a half uh, over under. I think it'd be lower than that. Honestly, I'd probably go under for that one. Um, I think these defenses are good enough to stop. The Chargers did up a lot of rushing yards too. Uh, to uh, you know another uh, division, uh, a team in this division, the AFC North. Uh, and the Ravens can run block really, really well. I expect uh, Latavius Murray to be in most of my lineups and for him to be a top 20 running back this week. All right, we've got the Bengals and the Lions. Why is this line only three and a half when the Bengals were minus three versus um, versus Green Bay last week and probably could have won that game very easily if it wasn't for a few missed field goals? Um, this is stupid. The Lions aren't good. Uh, they don't have their star center. He is on the IR for the entire year. Uh, the offensive line held up better last week for the Lions than I thought it would. But the Bengals do have two good pass rushers on the edge. The both of Awuzie, Awuzie number twenty-two. I don't want to say that guy's name. And also number twenty-one, Mike Hilton have both been really good. Uh, good enough to cover all of Detroit's uh, tight ends, wide receivers, anyone they're going to throw at them, especially with Cephas on the IR. Uh, this is be a bad game for Detroit. Uh, Bengals win this one pretty easily. Um, and Jamar Chase probably gets another long touchdown. I expect this to be a Higgins bounce back game. And if Mixon is active. Like it was last week, he'll probably be more healthy. I think this week uh, after you know, given that you know, giving him he only had what twenty seven percent of snaps last week. You know, after that, I think he'll be a lot better in this game. And it looks like P Ryan, Smashy P Ryan's on the COVID IR or the COVID list. I don't know when he's getting off that. Um, I, I would definitely start mixing, and I start all my Cincinnati Bengals. CJ Uzama, you have to be desperate to throw at a tight end like that, but I mean, maybe Trey Flowers is the best guy in this defense. So they have an okay safety. I like some of their cornerbacks, um, but one of them's injured, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, the Lions get the fuck blown out of them. Minus three and a half, and then straight up, it's the Bengals, not close. Uh, we got the Rams and the Giants. Not going to spend too much time on talking about this game. The Rams are a better team. They're minus 10, and they're minus 450 for the money line. 
I'll probably I'll take the Rams minus ten, and I'll take the Rams straight up. They're a Super Bowl team. The Giants aren't. The defensive line isn't getting as much statistical, you know, statistics on their pass rush. But I still think they're pretty good. The Rams offensive line, though, I'll take in this one, even though I like the uh, the Giants defensive line. And you know, they've got two good quarterbacks. The Giants to match up with the Rams, so it really feels like a Van Jefferson game, kind of. Uh, at least that's how I'm leaning. But yeah, this is a blow up one. Uh, you can start Kadarius Tony everywhere. I don't care who the quarterback is. Like Kadarius Tony is a was my fourth receiver coming uh, on my big board. Uh, people were really thought I was really dumb about it. People didn't like it. I don't care if he's a special receiver. He always has been. Um, definitely boomer bust. You know, I've said that in my scanner reports. It could be a bust for sure this week. Uh, if he's a bust this week against the Rams, we have a very good defense. Although I think a speed guy is able to take the top off them a lot easier. You're not going to put Jalen Ramsey on Kadarius Tony. I don't think. I don't think it's a very good matchup anyway for Jalen. But uh, n- nevertheless, um, I don't care who the quarterback is. Kadarius Tony's a special receiver. He's really good. Even if he has a down week, there and there's a possibility. You know, with these big speedy guys who, you know, even though he did have some pretty good contested catches last week, sometimes they do slump. Um, and it's definitely possible, but I love Tony. I'm starting him everywhere I could. I started him last week in some, in some leagues for, for fuck's sake. I mean, I, I was forced into it a few times, but I mean, I like Darius Tony. I don't care who the quarterback is. In fact, I think it might be even better if Glennon's a quarterback because he might force it to him more than Daniel Jones will. Daniel Jones plays. He's like a top 15 quarterback for me because of the running ability. He should just run more RPOs. I like Booker from what I saw last week against the Rams. He's probably going to be a sit for me though, because they've got a great run defense. Um, yeah, Rams by a bunch. Uh, you know, I could come back and consider doing Giants plus 10. I just want to see who's active. Uh, but I, I definitely, I'm like 70% sure I'm going to take uh, minus 10 in the Rams. All right, the next team we got is the Browns versus the Cardinals. The Browns are home, and they're minus 3.5. Uh, I'm taking the Browns straight up, and I'm taking the Browns minus 3.5. Uh, they'll get their first loss this week, the Cardinals. Um, they struggled against a good defensive line in... Uh, against San Fran last week. I think the just they struggled against the defense, which Kyler did have two sacks that he normally gets away from, and that might have led to some bad memes happening, but uh, the Browns have a great defense. I don't care if they let up 47 points to the Chargers last week. A lot of that was on penalties and broken plays. I don't expect the Browns to have as many broken plays or as many big penalties as they had last week. In fact, I think the defense is still a top-five defense, a very, very good one. Uh, Arizona has a good offense, don't get me wrong, but is the defense really going to play up to playing against the Browns? I mean, Watt is a great... Uh, run defender for sure, which I like, but the Browns have been able to shut down good run defenses if they have just one good run defender. Uh, I don't know why Cardinals aren't starting. Not Nick. It's it's not Nick Bolton. It's the other one. Um, the guy was like Isaiah Simmons, and I don't think Isaiah Simmons is that good yet either. Uh, but they're gonna. St- I hope they start both of those guys. Um, well, not. I hope they start both of those guys. Excuse me. Let, let me look up. I know it's not Nick Bolton. It's the other guy. The other second round linebacker who's not JOK and not Nick Bolton. Always forgetting their names because Bolton went to Kansas City, and that means that. Oh my God. Sorry. Like a, I'm having like a serious brain problem, uh, and it's not just the concussion. <laughs> uh, who's the guy that Jeff? Let me look. Let me look. Because he hasn't been. He didn't play as much. Oh, is it Collins? Yeah, it's Zayvon Collins. Uh, okay, looks like he didn't play in week four a little bit as much, but he definitely got the snaps back in week five, which is good. I think Zayvon Collins is good. Watt is very good against the rush. Um, I don't know. Zach Allen was pretty okay last week, honestly. I was surprised. Um, but I don't know why they haven't... Why don't they don't put Foto in here? Unless, like, a Foto's hurt, which is definitely a thing I haven't considered up to this point. But, uh, no, he's active. He's just... He just... Oh, he got more snaps last week. Okay, he's got more snaps. Um, I think he's a really good defender. He should play up the middle. Um... I don't know why they're not doing it that way, but this defense isn't good enough to compete with the way that they're going to rush the ball uh, on uh, the, excuse me, the <clears throat> the way the Cleveland Browns run the ball. Um, I like Kareem Hunt more than I like uh, uh, Chubb. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt's been better this year um, and definitely better for fantasy, but they're both top 10 guys for me. I think I think they both give us just top running backs in the NFL. Um, this will be a Browns game where they control the ball. They're able to hopefully stop Kyler, because Kyler showed some weaknesses this year, for sure. He's not totally infallible. Um, he's definitely really good, but I like JOK spying him. I like maybe them bringing up one of the good safeties that they have. Maybe uh, a guy like... Um, not Johnson. I don't think I'd like Johnson to move up. Josh Johnson to move up there. But I would like to see... Um, I want to see maybe we can move up Ronnie Harrison. Um, definitely keep Delpit back there, because I love Delpit. He's been pretty good this year, um, even though he hasn't played as much as I'd like him to, um, I, I just, I, I like Delpit, I like Lacoon, maybe they move him up to linebacker, um, to deal with him, because I don't really like Malcolm Smith or Anthony Walker that much, to be honest, um, and, you know, <laughs> it's great, it's great that they have so many issues, or not so many issues, because 
Tucky Tuckeye could be okay, maybe. Maybe Mac Wilson, they want to rotate him in. Keep JOK there, obviously. They've got so many options to move the linebacker to cover Kyler. And then they also have their uh, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom on the outside, and Troy Hill. This team is so deep at defense and so good, I, I just don't know. Last week was just a fluke. Um, They'll be good this week. They'll be the, uh, the Cardinals, who seem like they're probably a playoff team now that Seattle is dealing with Geno Smith, at quarterback, so... Yeah. All right, we got the Raiders and the Broncos. Hey, we finally got an upset I can bet on and actually make some money. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders plus they're going to have, and I'll take the Raiders straight up at, at the Broncos. Um, I think both these defenses are good. The Denver's better than the Raiders, especially with the Raiders' injuries. Uh, but the, the Raiders have a better front than the Broncos do, which is scary to say because the Vaughn's been really good this year. But um, I think against a weak quarterback and or a quarterback with a weak arm who throws a lot of short passes and a probably middle of the road offensive line from the Broncos, I think the Raiders are able to eat. Um, and, you know, the Broncos didn't play very well against the rush and Josh Jacobs looks pretty good. Uh, this week or last week, I think he looked pretty good. And, you know, again, another week removed from injury. Uh, I, I think it'll be good, and I think the, the Raiders will be able to control this game and win it. Um, I don't want to start any of the receivers besides Ruggs in this, because, I mean, you know, a guy who takes the top off, he, he, the safeties haven't played that well for the Broncos, um, as well as I think they should have. They've probably been about average, which isn't great, considering they're both elite talents. Um, so maybe Ruggs is able to good start, but I'm not starting Edwards or anyone anywhere. I'll start Jacobs. Uh, I'm not starting Carr. I'm not starting the Broncos quarterback. I'm probably sitting on my Broncos receivers. Uh, including Cortland Sutton, but that seems kind of hard. No, I'll probably start Cortland Sutton, um, and definitely Fant. You know, a lot of checkdowns for Fant. There, there seems to be no other tight end who has the longest name ever and went to college with uh, Drew Locke at Mizzou. I forget his fucking name. It's like Olakambe or something. I don't fucking know. I'm bad with names. Um, that's dyslexia for you. But yeah, I, uh, I'm i definitely taking the Raiders in this one. It's an easy clap for me. Um, I'm a big fan of what the Raiders have to do, even with no coach. I don't care if there's no John Gruden. Maybe that toxic environment leaving is good for them. They're on a two-game losing streak. Uh, it, I mean, this will be fun to see who's the pretender contender type discussion. Um, I think the Ravens, Ravens, uh, Raiders are contenders and the Broncos are pretenders. Um, I, I still think they could win nine games because of that good defense and with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback, not Drew Locke, but I mean, the Broncos should seriously entertain training for a quarterback if they're able to maybe, maybe see if you can get, uh, I had Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor, or maybe you want to trade for one of the quarterbacks from this draft class, or maybe you want to trade for Jordan Love, or maybe you want to trade for someone else, but you need to get someone out there who can actually play quarterback for the Broncos. Um, cause I mean, Teddy's doing an okay job um, guiding the ship, but there might be better options out there that you should look for. They need to draft a quarterback next year. I don't know why they didn't draft Fields. This seems ridiculous to me, but there it is. Um, still like the Broncos defense. Still like the Raiders defense. The over-under for this is 44.5. I like the under still. All right, then we get the Cowboys and the Patriots. Um, I'll take the Cowboys straight up. I think I'm going to take the Patriots plus 3.5. I expect that to get bigger, too. I expect that to get bigger than plus 3.5 as we get closer to, you know, the start of the game, really. Um, I, yeah, I expect it to get larger, so if that gets up to, like, four, four and a half, five, maybe, I'll take New England for sure, um, but I think I'm leaning on them right now, because I don't think they're a bad team. They've got a good defense. Dallas has a better offense than they have a defense. I think Dallas has a better defense than they have offense, but the Patriots are getting the offensive line more healthy. Um, Mac Jones seems to be okay. I love Jacoby Myers, even though I think Diggs will handle him fine. Um, if the Patriots want to be, you know, this big running team that, that has good defense, I think this is just a bad matchup for them. I don't think they can win it, but I, I wouldn't expect Mac Jones to make it some kind of comeback, you know, at the end of the game. And maybe if the Patriots keep it close throughout most with they run the ball, like I think they want to do, um, it could be a close game, but yeah, I'm not starting. I'm actually going to start Hunter Henry in this one. Start all your Dallas players, even against a very top New England Patriots defense. Um, they're still in my top 15, both those guys. Um, you can even consider starting Wilson who I don't hate. Um, I'm excited for when... God, I'm totally blanking on his name now, too. I am blaming the concussion for this one. Because um, I haven't seen him play since week one when he got hurt, right? It was the first game, too. Uh, what's his name? Shit. Michael Gallup. I'm excited for when Michael Gallup comes back, at least. Yeah, I think he'll be pretty good. Um, you know, I love what we're seeing from Trayvon Diggs. He's been really good. Um, I really like what I'm seeing from the safeties, because he can curse... Uh, you know, Leighton Van Rush is playing pretty okay, and Michael Parsons just needs to be a pass rusher, because he's got an insane pass rush grade from PFF, and he looks great on film, too. I just love it. I need to see more Jabril Cox getting played, too. He really needs to play more. I don't know why he's playing D-line uh, rather than the box, but I guess he was just in on, you know, like, fucking, um, uh, the goal line when he made that one tackle. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see a little bit more, uh, Bradley and I as well. Um... And, uh, where's, um, where the fuck has, uh, what's his name been? 
Basham? Is his name Terrell Basham now? No, we're, we're, I thought they drafted Bookie Basham. Oh, no, that was um, Buffalo, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, anyway, whatever. Um, I, I I wish Gallimore wasn't on the IR either. It really sucks, because I liked him a lot. But uh, and nevertheless, I think this is a pretty good defense uh, for for uh, Dallas, but not good enough for me to for me to you know claim they're elite or anything like that. I think they're getting closer to that, um, and they don't need to be versus the Patriots. Um, I, I just think this will be a lot closer game. The over under fifty and a half points. I definitely take the under on that one. I think the Patriots still have a good defense, um, even if the Cowboys have an insane offense. Uh, I think that's yeah. Uh, I mean the Patriots especially. I mean they they have all over they're good. They got Judon. They got Van. They got Van Noy right. They got Jamie Collins back. They have Hightower still. I want to see Hightower's making plays last week. That was him right. Uh, I'm actually gonna double check real quick um, to make sure he's still <laughs> on the team and active, right? Uh, yeah, Hightower is. What is he? 54, right? Yeah, he's 54. Okay, I haven't seen him. Thank God. All right, yeah. So he's in there. He's been good. Um, I like Kyle Van Noy a lot. You know, McCordy, a big fan of him. The safety. I like Duggar too. Uh, J.C. Jackson has been not as good as last year, but still pretty good. Um. I, I do like him in the slot a little bit more um, than him playing out wide, to be honest. But, I mean, he's, he's still pretty good. I, I think it was stupid of them to get rid of uh, a good cornerback, Gilmore, when I think they could still win this division or at least make the playoffs. I don't really love, you know, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, J.C. Jackson. I don't think Sean Wade has even played a snap yet, and he was traded from uh, from the uh, from Baltimore. Like, is Miles Bryant getting some play, I guess? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe consider moving some of these safeties, like McCourty, maybe to cornerback. Maybe that'll be better. I'm, I'm not sure. Probably probably too late for him to move McCourty there. Yeah, he's probably just fine being safety. I don't know. They definitely have some cornerback issues, which I think is kind of dumb uh, for them to get rid of a good cornerback when that's happening. But, you know, again, it is what it is. That is fair. <coughs> they can do what they want. Excuse me. I have a sip of water here to do. I've just had, like, a cough because it's, you know, allergy season, and I just feel like shit, uh, generally, even outside the concussion, but eh, that's what it is. Um, yeah, so I think I've spent way too much time talking about this game. I've got Cowboys and the Patriots plus three and a half. Now we're moving on to Seattle and Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I mean, no no Russ is real tough, so I'm taking Pittsburgh straight up, and then Pittsburgh minus five and a half. Still think Seattle has a pretty good defense, um, and they'll be able to shut down Ben a decent amount, hopefully shut down Najee, because I think he's... It's really, he's got, he's been great for fantasy, but it's really just so much opportunity. I think that has to slow down. They use him a lot in the passing game because Ben has no fucking arm. So uh, the Steelers also need to reach out to maybe get a new quarterback, um, please, because he's the guy. Ben is the best uh, quarterback on the roster, that's for sure. He leads the Pittsburgh Steelers offense pretty well because he knows how to do it. But um, he's had bad quarterback play the entire uh, the entirety of his uh, season. I, I mean, I, I I expect them to take a quarterback in probably the first round next year, or they probably should unless they're rolling with Haskins, because uh, I don't think they're going to roll with guy who Miles Garrett be with a helmet. Um, yeah, I don't think they should. And there should be at least like six quarterbacks that are you know, able to go in, in the first round. And man, I just want to see a quarterback with a, with a good arm and you know able to create some time in the, in the pocket instead of standing there and getting sacks. They have a bad offensive line. Play with these receivers. Like, even if Juju Lees, I mean, God, that would be great because I would love Chase Claypool and I would love uh, Deontay Johnson just by themselves on a team. Oh, that would be beautiful, because they're so good. Um, they just suffer from bad O-line and bad quarterback play. It's disappointing. Uh, the Steelers have a good good defense, so that should be able to keep Geno Smith in check, uh, even though Geno looked you know, not too bad versus the LA Rams, but with a week of preparation for the Steelers and everything, it should be fine. Steelers shouldn't win this one, even though I do think they have a good defense, and they have good playmakers on their team for sure. Um, it's just tough to see how Geno looks. Like, if you want to do a random one, the Seahawks are plus 194, and the Steelers aren't an infallible team. But like I mentioned in a few of my write-ups, and like I mentioned before, I think the Steelers will be able to get after uh, teams with bad quarterback play or teams that have bad offensive line play, and I think Seattle's a prime target for that one. So it's the Steelers for me. All right, you know, I honestly thought we'd be making more money on this Titans-Buffalo game because uh, the Titans are only plus 198. I expect that to get bigger as it gets as we, you know, go forward, but I, I, maybe it won't, I don't really know, um, yeah, I thought we'd be, I thought we'd be at least, like, plus, like, 300 or something like that, plus 200 just about, is kind of low, Tennessee answer, plus five and a half, it is in Tennessee, I think Buffalo isn't that good of a team, I think the offense is average to above average, um, Josh Allen played a good game last week, um, Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers in the NFL, he's definitely hasn't been as good as he was last year, but so one of the better players in the NFL, and I do like him that way. 
Um, but the Bills defense is really what's been doing it. The Bills defense has been fucking insane. Like, I... Man, I, I don't know what... Uh, if you disagree, you're you're just wrong. They're, they're good everywhere. Um, and I underestimated them coming to your defense, at least. Which is why I didn't have them making the playoffs. Because I think the average... The offense is, again, above average. Offensive line's okay. I love Diggs. Um, I like Moss. He's been running really fast, really hard. But against the Titans at home, you're not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. The Titans are getting uh, back Julio, and they're getting back A.J. Brown. This team is an 11-win team, for sure. They're the best team in their division. The Bills might be the best team in their division, but I still don't, I still don't think that's true. I still think the Patriots could win that one. In fact, I wonder what the, uh, what the odds are for that, because I'd love to maybe put in a razor for, for them. But, uh, you know, anyway, well... <laughs> Anyway, we'll deal with this now. Um, I like all my Titans to start. I'm going to fire up A.J. Brown, no problem. I'm going to fire Julio Jones, no problem, even though the Buffalo Bills do have two good cornerbacks. And they just extended Wallace, who's who's good, and White's obviously a good cornerback. They still have Hyde. You know, I just think that Tannehill might be the best quarterback they've played uh, against outside of Mahomes. And I think, obviously, um, Tannehill takes care of the ball a lot better. And no one can stop Derrick Henry. The offensive line has been playing okay. Uh, it's going to suck against a really tough Buffalo Bills rush defense. Greg Russo had a great game last week. He is a great player. I wish the Jaguars had drafted him instead of drafting a, a, a running back in the 25th overall when we have one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm going with the Titans here straight up. I'm going with the Titans plus five and a half. This is where we make our money. I'm going to put at least like 50 bucks on this game uh, on Monday night. So uh, I'm just ready to win some money. I hope you guys are too. And uh, yeah, that takes it to the end of the week. Um, I think I've covered all the stuff I wanted to cover. Uh, again, this one's a little bit shorter because my head really, my head really fucking hurts, um, and it's tough for me to concentrate, especially after a full day of work. It's been tough for me to get my stuff out, um, and I feel like this is like the fifth excuse I've had because my mental health wasn't great before this either. I was just doing a lot of work, um, but you know what? I feel great right now, or I don't feel great right now. I feel I'm gonna feel great going forward. I'm excited to throw out some bets for the night. You can check me out at Big Games Jesse on Twitter. I'll throw out some bets for tonight, and I'm excited for the rest of this NFL season. Um, I think this is a big moneymaker weekend. Like, I'm going to pick the Titans, and that's a good one. The Raiders, who have made me pretty much all my money this entire time. Um, I'm going to do some parlays, probably with, like, the Rams, the Browns, the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens straight up, which is minus 152 right now. I expect that to get a little bit lower, and I'll bet on that. Uh, I'll probably do the Vikings. Probably throw some money on that. The Bears, which is another underdog, plus 194 is a good one. I like the Jaguars, plus 136. Um, and if you're feeling spicy, plus 250 for the Eagles is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm going to take them with the points, honestly. So that'll be one of my bets you can check out on Twitter. But yeah, I think I said all I wanted to say. Um, Khalil Herbert's going to be great. I don't think I mentioned him that much in Chicago. I'm excited to see him for his start. But Khalil Herbert, uh, as we saw his uh, rival for the starting back field, who I think got less rushes than him, but just by a little bit. They both had close to 20. I think it was like 18 and 16. Um, he went on the COVID list. Now, Claire Herbert gets a backfield all to himself. It's going to be a little bit tougher versus uh, the Packers and Kenny Clark. The run defense there is pretty good. But uh, I love Claire Herbert. He was the fourth running back on my big board, just like Terry Sony's the fourth wide receiver on my big board. I'm excited to see him get opportunities because they're both very talented players. And I'm excited to see both of them play this week. Uh, it should be fun. I guess maybe I'll like end this with some things I'm looking for looking for for in this game in this week, I guess. Looking for Trevor to get better. Looking to see, you know, if Davis Mills can actually be good against a division rival and seeing if the Colts actually do suck as much as I think they suck. Um, the Bears, you know, obviously keep watching Justin Fields, watch Allen Robinson, watch Khalil Herbert. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Kansas City football team, can the football team ever get it together? Like, please, can you ever figure it out? The personnel is great. Why aren't you do playing the game correctly? It just, it just fucking bothers me. Um... Panthers, Vikings, I mean, you can just look at the quarterback play between Kirk Cousins and Sam uh, Sam Darnold, and you'll see how how bad Sam Darnold has been this year. Well, what, make sure you watch in the second half, too, because you can watch the first half and be like, oh, Darnold was not that bad, and you'd be right about that, because he's pretty good in the first half. When it comes to the second half, he's shit, and it's been true this year. It's been true for most of his career. Uh, Panthers need to move on. Chargers-Ravens game, man. I just want to watch for Herbert. I'm not rooting for that guy to fail at all, but I know there is a big game coming where he's going to fuck up. Um... He hasn't done it yet. He's been great. I have nothing, I have pretty much nothing to criticize Herbert with besides uh, the Dallas game where he did throw a game-losing interception because he's he's inaccurate sometimes, but I definitely let that one slide considering the rest of his his play this year. He's proven me wrong. Um, I still like my process, though. What I, what I reviewed him, he was really inaccurate. He didn't like the decision-making. He was bailed out a lot by his receivers and his running backs. Um, I think that's happened a little bit this year, but he definitely hasn't been as 
as uh, as inaccurate or as turnover prone as he was last year, which is really a thing you need to clean up. And now he looks great. You know, maybe the offensive line has helped with that. Uh, it's definitely possible, even though he was good versus the pass rush last year. Um, it's definitely possible that helped. Uh, maybe new coaching staff also helped, which I wasn't sure about because he's dealt with a lot of coaching changes. And the last year he was really good, so I was a little bit unsure about that. But nothing criticized so far. I think there might be some stuff to be critical in the future. That's what I'm going to say about Herbert. Uh, right now as a quarterback, he's uh, in the NFL. Like if we're just looking at this year's production, he's probably a top seven, top eight quarterback, mm, top seven quarterback. Probably. He's probably about seven for me. Um, I'm thinking because I probably like Kyler Dak. Um, Kyler Dak, Lamar. Kyler Dak. Oh God, maybe he's a lot. Maybe, maybe he's actually been. Let me look. Kyler Dak, Lamar. I think him and Burrow are pretty close. Kyler Dak, Kyler Dak Lamar. Um, I'm taking Rodgers. I'm taking Brady. That's five. Um, he's probably ahead of Carr for me. And Russ, I guess, would be there. So he's about he's about seven or eight, I think. Hurts. No, nah, Hurts doesn't. I mean, he's been better than Hurts. It's close, though, because it's hard for me to judge, I think, just generally. I think it's hard for most people to judge, you know, how much you should weigh a quarterback's ability to run the ball compared to the ability to throw the ball, because Herbert is miles ahead of, of uh, Hurts throwing the ball. Um, even though I don't think Hurts is that bad at throwing the ball. But, I mean, what you do want with your legs is, is just, it's such an impressive cheat code, not just for fantasy, but for the NFL, too. Um, I don't know. Anyway, there's just a little tangent on Herbert. You know, he's a guy I've been watching with great interest. Um, not rooting for that guy to do bad. Uh, he seems like a really nice dude, but yeah, uh, Herbert is better than Josh Allen though. Um, I, I, I don't know if I want to say that right now and commit to it five games into the season, but by the end of the season, I think, I think Justin Herbert will be a way better quarterback than Josh Allen will be. Still not a huge fan of him, uh, Josh Allen, as you can tell. Uh, the Bengals are going to crush the Lions. Um, just hope Amon Ross St. Brown continues to look good. That's all I care about in that one. And hopefully the Bengals put up 40 on this defense. See, I like the over 47 half because I think they could put up like 30 easily on, on Detroit Lions. Uh, considering what they have. Jamar, Ch Jamar Chase, uh, Jamar and Higgins probably combined for at least three touchdowns on this one. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Rams are going to crush the Giants, but it's continue. I'm curious to see. This is a big year for Jones. You know, maybe, maybe he's turning a corner. I really want to see the offensive coordinators, you know, or the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, actually, you know, use the RPO more. It sucks when you have Booker and not Saquon doing that, but I mean, Jones looks great with the RPO, and I want to continue to see how Tony goes because he's a great receiver. I wish the Jaguars actually got the chance to draft him. That might have been the one smart thing Her uh, Urban Meyer might have ever done. Instead, he went the exact opposite way and took Travis Etienne, and he's a dumb fuck for that. Cardinals get their first lost. I want to see how Car Kyler does against a really good defense. Um, the Browns will probably run the ball a shit ton. They probably have over 200 rushing, even with J.J. Watt there. Uh, the Raiders show that they're not uh, pretenders, but they are contenders when they beat the Broncos in Denver because they have a better quarterback, and the defense isn't that far behind for the Raiders. Um... Cowboys probably beat the Patriots, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots won this one either. They're still a good team. If they go 3-3 three and three and they knock off the Cowboys um, and Buffalo loses against Tennessee, this is way more division than people think it is, which is definitely within their own possibility, even though I do, you know, I have Dallas winning, but I do have the Tennessee Titans winning, so there it is. Uh, Seahawks, man, it'll be interesting to see how Geno Smith has done. I thought that guy was way out of the NFL, but he came back and was like 8-9 for nine with a touchdown. Um... We'll see how he's going to go against the Steelers, who is a really, really tough test. I'll say that. Um, got good weapons. You know, it's not like the Jets, where he doesn't have good weapons. Got a lot of good weapons, but um, it is the Steelers, and he I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe things can, things can change, for sure. Things do change all the time, man. I mean, I'm not a Josh Allen believer, but you saw what happened to Josh Allen in his rookie year compared to now. Um, and then we got, finally, the Titans and the Bills. Yeah, I like Titans in this one. They play a cleaner game, I think, even though the defense is worse than the Bills. I still think they have a very good defense, enough to slow Josh Allen down, um, and enough for them to get the win, as long as they're not careless to the football. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Again, check me out on Twitter, at BaconGamesJesse. That's where I do a lot of my stuff, and, um, hopefully next week, I will not be concussed. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.